2: God loves showing up when people feel outnumbered. I am the least in my family. I don't know who I'm talking to right now where sometimes you feel like uh, you don't have it all together. Well, God likes that. Hallelujah. God has the ability to qualify the unqualified. All of a sudden, you hold your tongue. Guess what? It was there the whole time. God had to see if you have grown and matured. Every now and then, you want to slap somebody. I know y'all said, Pastor, slap somebody. Really? Slap somebody? Yes, yeah, slap them. You know, somebody talk, just, but you know, but we're saved now. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But you feel that you want to touch somebody. But when you don't do it, God just showed you, you have grown. See, see, I used to cuss. Now, I wasn't a professional because I wasn't good at it. Uh, There's people in my family who are better at it. I'm not going to call anybody out right now because ain't nobody in church to call out. But anyway, I'm telling you, there are (laughs) things I would do that I no longer do because, see, God has grown me. God is saying, son, with me, going with you, you can't lose. I just said I am sending you. I am sending you. Gideon, you're not sending yourself. I, God, I'm sending you. So as soon as the I am starts in any sentence, you already want. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not below. They said Moses, Moses says, who is going with me? He says, I am. So once I am gets in the, don't matter what come with you because I am is here. He says, I am sending you. And if God is sending you, the battle is already over. Verse 15 says this, but Lord, get a reply. Here it is. Here's the but, y'all. Notice, anytime God pushes you into faith, we come up with a but. God just said, I'm going with you. If God is with you, you're in the majority. Then he come back with but. but Lord, Get replied, how can I rescue Israel? Here it is. My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe. Remember, God loves showing up when people feel outnumbered. I am the least in my family. I don't know who I'm talking to right now where sometimes you feel like uh, you don't have it all together. Well, God likes that, hallelujah. God has the ability to qualify the unqualified. The Lord said to him, I am with you and you will, Ha 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 you will, he didn't say you might, you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. God has said the battle is already over. All you got to do is show up. Huh? All you got to do is show up. The battle is already over. We jump now into the next stage. Chapter seven, Judges seven. I jump to the next chapter, Judges seven. So Jerobo, that is Gideon, and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Harod. The armies of Midian were camped north of them in the valley near the hill of Moriah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of them fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. Self-sufficiency leads to insufficiency. Mm. Self-sufficiency leads to insufficiency. As soon as you think you got it all figured out, You're going to be left in a deficit because you took God out of the equation. I don't want to be self-sufficient. I want to be dependent upon him. Oh, because if God be for me, who can be against me? (laughs) Woo, Jesus. He says, you got too many. Now, wherever you are right now, if if you're in your bed, sit up. If you're in your living room, stand up. We're going to do a faith walk. We're going to speak the word. Hallelujah. My Bible says when, when you are when in a fight, you got to remind yourself in, in 2 Chronicles 20 and 15. He says this, the battle is not mine, it's the Lord's. Every now and then you got to remind yourself that God sent you, to, that you're, you're on assignment by God. Hallelujah. My next scripture, next scripture. Isaiah fifty four seventeen says this, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That word prosper means it shall not have intended end. Meaning what the enemy made for bad, God will turn that thing around for your good. Ha, come on, get these in your spirit. Next scripture, Romans 831 says this, if God be for me, who can be against me? Listen, believers, when a believer is in the will of God, they are invincible. When a believer is in the will of God, they're invincible. And a believer is invincible until God is done with them. Until God has fulfilled his purpose in the earth through you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Him. First Peter 5, 7 says this, cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. Believers, some of you are carrying too much weight. Give it to God. Cast all your cares upon the Lord for he, what? He cares for you. Glory to God. Matthew eleven twenty says this, come to me, come to me. All those who labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. On yesterday, I had two funerals. Long day. One thing about funerals, it brings clarity to life for me. And I wanted to tell someone today, you don't have to die to rest in peace. You could rest in his peace right here while you're still breathing. How, 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 Pastor? Well, Paul said in Philippians, I've learned how to abase, and I've learned how to abound. I've learned how to be full, and I've learned how to be empty. In all things, I've learned how to be content. How? Philippians 4, 13 says, because I can do, come on, all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Back in the Judges 7, 3 says this, therefore, tell the people, whoever's timid, ha, <laughs> ha, whoever don't want to go on the coaster. Whoever's timid or afraid may leave this mountain, go home. If you don't want ride to ride the ride, go home. Go back, believers, because understand this. God already knew who was supposed to be in the crew. God just wanted to give them a way out. Oh, thank God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 7. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Whoever doesn't want to go up this mountain, you can go home. What I realized, mountains will give you an indicator of who is with you. So the Bible says, so 20,000, 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 of them who are willing to fight. But the Lord told Gideon, there's still too many. Bring them down to the spring. I want to test them. Now, here's what I like about this. God is saying... I will separate some people for you. Some people, uh, I will separate. And oftentimes I've learned in life, we want to bring people on the ride. And some people can't go on the ride. It's funny. Josiah is, is a really bold child. But the challenge is when you go uh, to the theme park, they have these height restrictions. And I remember we were about to go on a ride, and I saw Josiah get on his tippy toes, to God be the Lord, because he wanted to be tall enough to ride. Believers, you got to know who is supposed to ride with you. Some people aren't qualified or ready for the ride. Oh, glory. He says this, bring them down to the spring, because God's about to separate some people. And I will test them, to determine who, Will go with you, and who will not? When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord said to him, "Divide them into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup their water, meaning they they take, they put their hands in the water and they cup it, and they says and lap it with their tongues like dogs, meaning they put uh, they're, they're drinking, but they have their eyes up. Uh. The other group put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. The difference." one is drinking with their head down and one is drinking with their head up. Ah, keeping the eyes up, praise the Lord. Verse six, only 300 of the men drank with their hands. The others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. Then the Lord told Gideon, with these 300, I will rescue you and give the victory to me You don't need Everybody to get your victory. Not everybody is supposed to go on you on this journey called life. Glory to God. You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, senior pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come here today and discuss all the amazing things that God is growing. My latest book, Prayer Life, conversation has officially launched and i can't wait for you to get it in your hands in this book i share my journey on the power of prayer i talk about how it became known as the prayer guy i speak on the 18 reasons for unanswered prayer 10 conditions for answered prayer five benefits of daily prayer hannah's five keys to her prayer success hezekiah's seven step prayer model and the sevenfold ways to pray to get answers And he sent the others home, verse 8. So Gideon collected the provisions and the ram's horn of the others, warriors, and sent them home. But he kept 300 men with him. Wisdom keys, wisdom keys, praise God. God works with the underdog. God works with the underdog. I love this story in 2 Kings chapter 6. It says this. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses around the city. When the servant of the Lord got up early in the morning, and went outside. There were troops, horses, carriages everywhere. Oh, sir, what do we do now? We're surrounded. He cried out to Elijah. Elijah, don't be afraid. He says, for those who are with us are greater than those who are against us. Then Elijah says, Lord, open his eyes that he can see. Every now and then, believers, in His faith walk, you may not see it, but God before you. You may understand that it seems like there's more against you than for you, but the word says, if God before me, who can be against me? For the words says, Elijah prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw the hillside was surrounded with horses and chariots of fire. Believers, understand. God is for you. Number two, God qualifies the unqualified. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Exodus four ten says this. But Moses pleaded, because the Bible says, Moses was a stutterer. He had a challenge communicating. But Moses pleaded, Lord, oh, Lord, I'm not very good with my words. I've never been. I'm not now. And even now, you've spoken to me. I get tongue-tied. My, my words get tangled Then the Lord said to Moses, who makes your person's mouth? Come on. Who decides whether people speak or don't speak or hear or don't hear or see or don't see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. Ha, ha, ha. I'll be with you as you speak. And I'll instruct you in what to say. You know what, believers? Every time I speak, I make a mistake with my words. Now, you may not see it or hear it, but I hear it. But what do you do, pastor? I just keep on going. The Bible says God will never suffer you to embarrassment. The Bible says if God before you, who could be against you? So you make mistakes, but you just keep walking. God before you, he make you look good even when you're not good. To God be the glory. First Samuel 921, look what Saul said. But I'm the only from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe. And my family is the least important family in the whole tribe. Why are you talking to me like this? God was saying, I'm going to make you the king. Now, why would God do this? Why would God do this? God does it so he can get glory out of your story. Here's David, y'all. Here's David. David felt unqualified. 1 Samuel eighteen, eighteen. Who am I? What is my family in Israel that I should be the king's son-in-law? David explained, my father's family is nothing Why would God do it with a man who feels like nothing? Because God wants to get glory out of your story. Wow. 1 Kings 3, 7, look, it says, Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father. This is Solomon, David. But I am like a little child, and I don't know what to do. Why would God do this? Because God wants to get glory out of your story. Jeremiah And Jeremiah 1, 6 says, oh, sovereign sovereign Lord, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. Why would God use them? Because God wants to get glory out of his story. (sighs) Look at this. This is John the Baptist. Jesus came to him and said, you must baptize me. And Jesus, and, and John says, I can't baptize you. You're the Lord. He says, just do it. He says this, but John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs baptized by you. He says, so why coming to me? Because God wants to get glory out of your story. Look at Isaiah, y'all. I love it. Over and over again, you're going to hear people who didn't feel qualified, who didn't feel good enough, but what it was, God wanted to get glory out of this story because see, when God showed up, they knew it was not in their power and it was not in their strength. Every now and then, God has to put you in a position where you don't feel like you could do it, but then you do it. And the reason why is because God wants to get glory out of your story. Isaiah 6, 5 says this. Then I said, it's all over. I'm doomed for I'm a sinful man. I have filthy lips. I live among a people with filthy lips, yet I have seen the king and the Lord God of heaven. He says, "I know I'm not right, but yet the right God is using me. Why, people? Because God wants to get glory out of your story. Look at John 11:4. People will ask, "Well, why will God do these things? Look what Jesus said in John 11:4. When Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son may get glory out of it. What do you mean, Pastor? God will allow you to go through seasons, times, and trials so that He can get
1: glory.
2: Wow. Here's my thing, y'all. This is what fights reveal. Number one, fights proceed promotion. After that battle, Gideon came up. Number two. Some fights you choose, and some fights choose you. Gideon didn't want this fight, but he had to fight. Number three, number three. Fights crystallize who is on your team. In this battle, Gideon found out he had 300 riders. He started off with 32,000, but when the fight happened, he only had 300. In fights, you find out who is on your team. He realized that God was with him. Number four, number four, number four. God loves being outnumbered. Notice he says, listen, I know you got 32,000. If I, if, I if I go with y'all, it's going to be too much. Now, we got to make it to where it's, it's impossible. Because the Bible says with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Number five, number five, number five. God loves showing up in impossible situations. No way in earth did they believe 300 dudes were going to win this battle. But that's what God wanted. Number six, number six. God loves opportunities to get glory because when the battle was over, they celebrated and gave God all the glory. Number seven, number seven, God shows up when you're at the end of your ability. Gideon didn't think he could do it, but with God, all things are possible. Number seven, God shows up when we're at the end of the ability. All right, number eight, number eight, God expects us to handle the natural and give him the supernatural. All Gideon had to do is do what God told him in the natural and God would supernaturally take care of the rest. Number nine, number nine, if God be for you, who can be against you? And lastly, number 10, number 10, number 10, they didn't look or smell like what they had been through. It's amazing to me over and over again in my life how my speaking was not my strength. I would often be put in places and opportunities to speak that I didn't know it was my gift or my call. I didn't find out this was my call until I really sought God out and said, Lord, what did you make me for? I know that I do some things well, but what was I called for? What did you make me for? What is my purpose? And God told me my gift was to speak. But when I realized that that was what my call was, I looked back over my life And I see all the times where I was afraid to speak in public. I was a poor reader. I was a poor writer. And if you know if you can't read or write well, it's really embarrassing to put yourself in front of people. Now that I am doing what God's called me to do, I see all the traps the enemy had laid for me so that I can abort the mission of God. Often where your biggest struggle is is where your anointing lies. Oh, God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Often, God, oftentimes you will fail your way forward. But realize this, if God be for you, who can be against you? 2 Timothy 4, 7 tells us, fight the good fight. Finish the course. Keep the faith. No weapon. Formed against you shall prosper. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, believers, I want to ask you the question. Do you know God? Do you know God? There's no greater time than now to make him your Lord and your Savior. John 14 and 6 says, he is the way, he is the truth, He's the life. No one comes to the Father but through the Son. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and all have fallen short of glory. None of us are perfect. We all fall short. We all have mistakes. We all have flaws. But thank God for his son. Romans ten nine says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Some of you out there right now are in a back condition. You know what to do, but you're not doing what you know. Hey, believers, change begins with you. If you want something different, you got to do something different. Recommit, rededicate your life to Christ today. And some of you looking for home church. I know that we are in a virtual season. Well, we would love for you to be a part of this virtual church. Uh, You could reach out to us, praise God, at lfcc.tv forward slash pray, lfcc.tv forward slash pray. Right now, we're going to commit ourselves. For some of you, uh, you're going to be saved today. Some of you rededicated, and some of you are going to join in love first. Repeat after me, Father God, I thank you for your son Jesus, who died for me and rose for me, that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Guide me, lead me, fill me. I surrender all to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I believe you're saved. Right now, some of you have to let me know this. If you're saved, let me know, praise God. If you rededicate your life, let me know, praise God. Lscc.tv forward slash pray. Some of you need prayer right now. Lscc.tv forward slash pray. Let me know
1: If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again.